Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I am Danny K. White. I share my personal desobification process as I figure out ways to keep my own home under control. I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. This is podcast number 373. And I think I'm going to call it decluttering in slow times versus fast times. Meaning decluttering when you have a lot of time and sometimes having a lot of time when you're decluttering can make you think, oh, it's going to be different this time. And I am going to be able to do this the way I've always wanted to declutter and not use Dana's method. (laughs) Or maybe this time it will work to pull everything out the way it's literally never worked for me before. But maybe this time it'll work because I've got lots of time. And so I'm just going to do this differently now because of this situation that I'm in versus fast times when you are either fitting decluttering into little pockets of time that you have uh, because you're busy and you're like, I want to make progress, but I'm going to declutter for this short period of time here and this short period of time here. Or in those situations where you are frantically decluttering because there's a deadline, you are having a home inspection done, you are having a you're moving and you got to let the realtor in or you need to let the plumber in and the room that he's going to have to walk through to get to the stuff that he's going to need to do is where you've been stashing stuff for a long time. So talking about decluttering in slow times versus fast times. Okay. Before I get into that, I do want to remind you, I do have coaches, meaning like I have people certified in my decluttering process certified to help you work through my five-step no mess progress and only progress. You can use it in slow times or fast times, whatever decluttering process. Like they are certified in that to help you through that. So go to declutteringcoaches.com. Those are all my coaches. Everybody listed on that site is trained and certified by me. So Anyway, if you're interested in having someone walk you through this or possibly if they are, you know, close enough to you coming into your home and helping you with that, um, go to decluttering You don't have to have millions of dollars to benefit from the advice of a financial advisor. My husband and I not only have to make decisions about our own financial planning needs, but we also have to field questions from our kids who are now on their own. That's why I was excited to hear about the on-demand financial planning for absolutely everyone from Fearless Finance. Their business is built on making financial advice accessible and affordable. They make things easy to understand and keep the stress out of making investment choices. With Fearless Finance, you meet your planner virtually who will advise you on your financial journey. Are you paying back student loans, saving for your first house? Maybe you just want to make sure your finances are okay. You can ask all your questions and get answers. No judgment. You'll be charged an hourly rate, no long-term commitment, no minimum required. Visit fearlessfinance.com today. You can chat with a planner for free to make sure it's a good fit. And you'll get $50 off your first planning meeting when you use the code CLEAN. Okay, so... Decluttering in slow times versus in fast times. So I was thinking about this 
because y'all know I'm always thinking about decluttering and I'm always thinking about it both for my own benefit and reframing things and all that, but also for you, right? So I was thinking about this mid-March as I was fixing my hair, fixing my hair right before leaving on a trip out of the country where I was not going to be able to take all of my supplies for doing my hair, both for space and also because one of the little products that I use has a picture of a certain kind of leaf on it. Like it's got maybe, I don't know, hemp in it. I don't know. Anyway, I, I am a super paranoid person, especially when I travel. And so I was like, I'm not taking that because what if, what if like I would get arrested? I don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the hair product, but you know what I mean? Okay. So for all these different reasons, I was not going to be able to take all the stuff for my curl routine, which some of y'all are like, what in the world are you talking about? Others of you are going, yes, I'm one of the people who's been emailing you that your curls, curls are looking different on YouTube, whatever. I have this whole curl routine, which is really hard to say on a podcast, curl routine, curl routine that I have been working on for about a year. (laughs) Again, some of y'all are like not interested, but I I promise I'm going to get to the decluttering point. Okay. And, uh, it's a, a whole thing I've been learning. You know, I've been like, how do other people get their curls to actually look the way they want them to look all the time? And so then I've been studying and I've been following curl influencers and all this kind of stuff. And I've been learning things. And so I have a new way of doing my curls, that is a way I can control. Like there's, there's a parallel right there, right? So a lot of the benefit of my five-step decluttering process, the progress and only progress method, a lot of that comes down to, I can control it, right? I will tell people all the time, if you will follow the no mess decluttering method, my five-step process, if you will follow this method I guarantee you, you're going to make progress and only progress. I guarantee you, you're going to not end up with a bigger mess worse off than you were before, if you will follow this method, right? And so that's one of the things, here's my curl parallel, that I like about what I'm doing with my curls, because I'm like, okay, I have more control over what I always thought was my curly hair, and it does whatever it wants, and sometimes it looks great, and sometimes it doesn't. Well, if I'll follow this routine then I actually have control. It's not always perfect, but it is consistent. Like I can count on what it's going to look like if I follow this routine. Okay. So what I was thinking about in this moment was we had a flight, whatever time it left, I think we were leaving at 10 o'clock in the morning from my house, right? Which is a great time to be leaving for a flight, right? Instead of three in the morning, which I always regret when I make those flights reservations. But anyway, so we were going to be leaving the house at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I got up and I started working on my hair because this curl routine is not one that is quick. All right. It's, you know, the control, all that part of it is that I don't go quickly. Uh, So I'm working on my curl routine, but I'm kind of in this like, okay, I do have everything ready, right? Okay. I, just, I I was very tempting to rush through it. Okay. But at the same time, I didn't have endless time. Like I sometimes do when I, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I could take 30 minutes or I could take an hour and a half on this and I'm just going to make sure I do it right. So I was thinking about how some, this was a faster, I need to follow, I'm, I'm going faster than I normally have to. But at the same time, it was 
that much more important that I pay attention to how I was doing things because I really wanted to achieve the results because I wasn't going to be able to do this while I was there. So I wanted these curls to last for as many days as they possibly could last. Here's the thing. If y'all don't have curly hair, if you have straight hair that gets greasy, you may be used to like washing your hair, whatever. I'm, I'm telling a curly girl secret here, but those of us with curly hair, like my hair is so dry. It never gets greasy. It's so stinking dry that like, I don't wash it as often as other people. So I'll wash it two, maybe three times a week. Okay. But I was like, I'm going to try to push it even farther or further, farther, further this time, because I know that once I wash it there, I'm not going to be able to do this routine. I'm not routine. Mm. That's what we're going to call a curl routine is a routine. I am not going to be able to do the whole routine there. And so I really want to do this correctly. So it's just got me to thinking about how it's like, I was feeling frantic. I was feeling rushed. And yet that was when the process was even more important. It was even more important to go on my experience of knowing that if I will do this in this certain way, these are the results I can expect. Okay. So there's a lot of parallels there with decluttering. All right. So what are the parallels? Well, there is something strange that happens. Like a lot of you will tell me, you're like, this decluttering process has changed things for me. And I think I mentioned this in last week's podcast because I actually listened to last week's podcast. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really, I was like, this is interesting. This person is hilarious. Anyway, um, so in last week's podcast, I mentioned about, you know, someone specifically telling me, they're like, I know this method works. I totally know it works. And then I'll start to be like, it's not working anymore. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it's not that the method isn't working. It's that I'm not following the method. You know, so it's like bringing myself back to what is the method again? Let me be really super purposeful in this. So I hear from people a lot who are like, I know this method works. I kind of am like, oh, I'm seeing progress. I can do things. Wait, no, I can't do things differently. And I have to be reminded either sometimes through failure that brings me back, but I have to be reminded that I need to follow this process. So what does this look like in decluttering? Well, you know, I've shared the story about during COVID, uh, which during COVID lockdown times, let's see, that would have been 11 years into this process for me, because I think we're at 14 years now. Uh, But 11 years into this process, having written the books, you know, having written, I mean, I think my printable of the five steps was already out there for several years, you know, slobcomesclean.com slash five is where you can get a copy of that. Uh, You know, Declaring the Speed of Life had been written. I'd done lots and lots of podcasts. I knew this process. And yet, I felt like I had all the time in the world, right? We all felt that way. Time was this weird, bizarro thing that was going on. And so I thought, well, surely it's different this time, right? Like we are literally not going to have anyone entering our home to eat on this dining room table. So why not gather up all the paper in my home and put it into super detailed stacks? Now, all this was before I knew what I know now about paper. Go back and listen to that um, paper. I've solved, I have finally solved paper clutter. Um, But at the time... I was like, okay, I'm going to come up with all these detailed stacks of things and I'm going to do this because I have all the time in the world. So I can do it this way because of that. 
And so I'm not going to follow my no mess, don't ever pull everything out method. Instead, I'm going to do it differently because I have lots of time. And that backfired. It didn't work. Life happened. I got completely overwhelmed by all of the stacks of things and gave up and stepped away and all the super detailed sorted stacks that I had created morphed into other things and people shoved things to the side to set something else on the table and because it had been weeks, you know, and it just didn't work. And I ended up basically, I don't remember exactly, but I think I probably just shoved them all back together, stuck them right back where they had been. And all the only, you know, result of this was that our dining room table looked ridiculous and I was frustrated and blah, blah, blah for several weeks. Okay. So what I'm saying is I know the temptation when you have what feels like a lot of time, it feels like maybe I don't have to follow the five-step process so strictly. Y'all, I feel like everything I've been saying lately has been follow the process, just follow the process. Anyway, here we go. I'm saying it again. But really though, I mean, that that's the reality when you have that more time. And yet, as I was working on my hair, I was like, okay, I'm having to go quickly now. I'm having to go on the knowledge that I have learned from going slowly. But it's like when I know from my hair, when I go slowly, it is just as important for me to very carefully, though slowly, follow the process you know, follow the process of the order of products that go in and the way that I do the brush curls and the blah, 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 blah. So that right there is uh, what I'm trying to explain, okay, is following the process, whether you're doing it slowly or whether you're doing it quickly. And there are benefits to doing it either way because the process either expands or contracts as long as it stays the process to work in any of those situations. So if you are decluttering, and you have a lot of time, then you can be more thorough. You can take some time to say, I, okay, I'm going to get rid of the obvious trash and I am going to not pull anything out, but I am going to kind of stick my hand in there and look behind some things to see, is there any other trash so I can really get that trash out. What does it do? Well, it improves every bit, every piece of trash that leaves a space makes the space better, which is the goal, right? Every piece of trash that leaves the space means that I have, you know, there is less in this space, which is decluttering success. As I do that, as I'm really being thorough and I'm not rushed in any way, then I'm also, you know, looking behind some things and yes, I might find some trash, but I'm also seeing what's back there, which then helps my brain adjust and be ready to gain some momentum and keep going through the other parts of the process. Okay. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
I am so excited to be working outdoors in my garden again. Fresh air and sunshine really do affect my mood. I'd rather spend more time outside and less time inside making dinner. That's why I love using Prep Dish. It helps me get our meals planned and prepped for the week. I receive a weekly meal plan in my inbox every Friday that fits my family's eating style. There are four to choose from. Each comes complete with recipes, a grocery list, and a detailed plan that walks me through a short prep session and sets me up for success for the coming week. Prep Dish's step-by-step meal prep plan only takes about an hour of prep each week, which I can work into my routine pretty easily. I can then get healthy homemade meals onto the table incredibly quickly throughout the week because the prep work is already done. If you're ready to free up some brain space, I've got great news for you. I got you two weeks free so you can try out the prep dish meal plans for yourself and see if they're a good fit for your family. Just go to prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for a two week free trial. Again, that's prepdish.com slash a slob comes clean for your first two weeks free. You won't regret it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. For those who've been listening for a while, you may have heard me talk about how time is a container. It's a finite thing. And if I try to squeeze too much into the time that I have available, I get stressed and anxious. Therapy can be a place to talk through realistic priorities and goals, helping you deal with stress and anxiety when your days feel overwhelming. It's been great for me to talk through setting boundaries and improving coping skills with a therapist. BetterHelp is entirely online. That makes scheduling convenient and flexible. To get started, you just have to fill out a brief questionnaire that will match you with a licensed therapist. If needed, you can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash clean today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash clean. As I look for easy stuff, I am able to do the same thing. Yes, I'm getting the easy stuff. I am looking at individual items and I'm not, you know, thinking through anything, but I'm saying, okay, easy stuff. Oh, that's easy. Okay. Scissors, easy. You know, and it just allows me to be more thorough and to feel like, okay, by the time I get through the easy stuff, I have really, truly, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's no more easy stuff in here. You know, I mean, because I always say you are going to find trash, easy stuff, duck clutter all through the process. Yes, you do those things first to get you going to immediately make an impact to immediately reduce the amount of stuff that's in this space. But as you keep going, you're going to be like, oh, there's more trash. Okay. Trash bags right here. I can stick it in there. Oh, there's another do- do- donation item. I can just stick that in the donate box. But as you're going slowly, you are able to, it's a lot of it is that I have this confidence that I'm doing it well. And the beauty of the slowly times is that you really start to understand the process and the impact of each step. And you really have time in your brain to compute what the progress and only progress means. Cause you, maybe you have time to stop and take 
the before picture, the five minute picture, the 30 minute picture, the hour, whenever you have time to flip back and forth. Wow. I've been working for 10 minutes and I've got two pictures here and I cannot believe the difference that it makes that, that I've been able to make in the last 10 minutes. This is amazing. So you have time to let that register and keep you going and all that. So being very purposeful and methodical, following the same process, it's more important. It's always important to follow the process, the no mess process, but it's more important to really focus in on that during the slow times, because the temptation in the slow times is that I can do it differently this time because I've got all the time in the world. You don't, you never do. The whole point here is not about having a certain amount of time. It's about not being able to guarantee that you're going to have as much time as you thought you would. And none of us can guarantee that we're going to have the time, a certain amount of time. I mean, that's just not reality. Life happens. That has been my experience in the past week, y'all. I'm, I hope this podcast makes any sense because I am exhausted. We got back from out of the country, personal story time. And actually got back a day earlier than we expected because I had misunderstood and found out, oh, wait, okay, we can come back a day earlier. So that was great. And then one of my kids at night was sitting at an intersection at a stoplight. There was an accident in the intersection, not him, but one of the cars uh, got pushed into his car and his car was totaled. He was just sitting there at a red light and his car got totaled. Anyway, you know what you don't plan is uh, going through that whole process and picking up a rental car and blah, blah, blah. And you don't plan buying another car unexpectedly when you had 14 other things you were supposed to do that Saturday. I mean, like life happens. Uh, Life, he's okay, thankfully. Life happens. It just does. And so sometimes when things are slower, it starts to feel like it's always going to be slower it is a gift to be reminded that that's not truth, right? Like it is, it's, it's exhausting, but it's a gift to be reminded. Oh, that's right. I can't guarantee anything. The only thing I can control is that I'm putting trash in the trash bag or donations in the donate box or easy stuff in their home that already exists, whatever. Those are the things I can control. I can control the progress and no progress meth. I mean, sorry. (laughs) I think I said that once in last week's podcast, the progress and only progress method. I can control that. I can control myself making progress, but I can't control the external things that are going to happen that are ultimately going to make me always glad I was following the progress and only progress method. So as I do the process slowly, I get used to it. I believe in it. I pay attention to what works. And then in the fast times, I follow just as closely. Okay. Doing this in the slow times, paying attention to how it works, which a lot of you, if you are in the beginning of your process, okay, don't wait for a slow time, you know, go ahead and try out the method with five minutes here or 10 minutes there or three minutes there or an hour there, go out, go ahead and try out the method. Okay. But let's just be honest. A lot of you who are in the beginning times, you may have already set aside four or five days to do this and then looked up decluttering podcasts in your podcast player, whatever. And so this might be the first one that you're listening to. Hello, welcome. Maybe this is a new thing for you and you're super obsessed. And so you are spending a huge amount of time on it. Okay. 
in that time, as you are being purposeful, as you are taking those pictures, as you are really paying attention, you are learning the process. Okay. If I, in those, in that shorter period of time, which I kind of made it sound like I was spending three hours on my hair that day before we left, but I'm just saying like I was rushed or I was at least feeling a time limit on that. So I probably spent 45 minutes on it. Maybe anyway, that time right there was not the time for me to be doing that for the first time. Okay. So I I don't want this to backfire. I am telling you, go ahead, even if this is the first time and you've got five minutes, look for trash, go ahead and start the process. But I'm just saying that I benefited in this shorter compact time from the times where I had gone very slowly and been very purposeful because I knew it was going to work. I, there were no, uh, there were no questions about, okay, should I do this? No, I knew exactly what to do. And I was able to speed it up more because I knew how things were going to play out. If I will do this, then this will happen. Right. And so in the fast times, I follow it just as closely, but I'm benefiting from the purposeful, slower, drawn out times that I had done. Okay. And then there are benefits to going in the fast times too. Okay. Cause sometimes I have to cut corners, right? When I say cut corners, what do I mean? I mean that like we talked about before in the slow time, maybe the advantage is that you can look for trash and you can kind of, you know, like peek behind something to make sure that you've gotten as much trash as you possibly can before you move to the next one. In the fast time, you may be like, Okay, trash, trash, obvious trash, because that's all I'm telling you. We're not analyzing whether something's trash. We're only saying, is it, you know, is there trash? And I'm going to pull it out. In that step on a fast time, you may go, okay, trash. There's five things. All right. Okay. And next is easy stuff. And you move through it quickly, uh, which sometimes takes out a lot of that agony, right? Like my process is non-emotional. So if you find yourself agonizing over what's trash, skip that. All right. Like if you find yourself, I don't know, is this, my mother would have said this was trash, but I really see the, we're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're talking about obvious trash. It's kind of easier to do that when you're going more quickly, right? Like you're like, okay, I I can't worry about that right now. I can't worry about that right now, but this, 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 isn't this is trash. Guess what? I just very quickly made an impact on this space, right? Like this space is better in a very short period of time with no angst because I just didn't have time for the angst. So that's an advantage, right? Going more quickly, having a time limit can help me identify my agonizing more because sometimes we don't even realize we're doing it, right? Sometimes if you say, okay, where would I look for this first? Well, would I this blah, blah, blah. If you have all the time in the world, then you may think on and on out loud or in your head for three or four minutes before you realize, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I don't, I got to go with an instinct answer. Dana says, if I'm analyzing it, then I'm doing it wrong. Where when you are going quickly, you're like, okay, where would I look for this first? Nope, I don't have time for that. Okay, where would I look for this first? And it kind of forces you into making those, you know, like really truly using your instinct, which is one of those things that's very hard for those of us who have not felt successful in organizing and decluttering before. It's hard for us to use our instincts because we think, well, I, I don't, I don't have good instincts. I'm like, but you're learning how to use your instinct as you really embrace and practice the, where would I look for it first? Where's the actual first place where I would go looking for it? Even if I didn't think it was going to be there, what's the first drawer that I would open or door that I would open or whatever. Okay. And the beauty of both ways is that you can stop at any time, right? Like I can go slowly as I want to go 
And if I have three hours and I go slowly, I can stop anytime. And I may not be done, but because I have redefined success as this space is going to have less in it than it did before, or this space is going to be better than it was when I started. And then I'm going to be happy because I have improved this space. Then I can stop at any time. Even if I'm like, well, I've got three hours, I better get all this done. Maybe it's more important for you to be thorough than it is for you to get everything done. Okay. Because we, we kind of give up on that idea of it has to be done at the end, right? It's I, my house is better off when I gave up on that. When I said, I'm just going to do what I can do when I can do it. That was what changed my house as opposed to all the times where I was like, Oh, I better not do it because I can't do it right. But the, the progress and, you know, the stop at any time is also beautiful on the, uh, quick versions, right? When I'm fast, because that means even though I have a short time limit, it is worth it for me to work on this space because I'm going to make progress. I am only going to make progress. I can stop at any time, which means that even though it is ridiculous in the old way of doing things, it would be ridiculous for me to even bother working on this space. This is how my brain worked, right? When I've only got seven minutes and it's a huge mess, we take that out of the equation because I know I can stop at any time. So it's always worth it for me to do seven minutes worth of work because I'm only going to make this space better, right? And then one last thing about my hair. <laughs> um, so I, I did have to wash my hair again. You know, we were there a week and I went, I stretched it quite a ways probably longer than I should have. But then I washed my hair. And you know, it didn't look great. It wasn't terrible. Okay, I I did everything I could do. But it wasn't because I didn't or did have the time. Time was actually not the issue in why my hair didn't work out the way that I wanted it to work. Okay. It didn't work out, which it was fine. I mean, it was basically what my hair used to look like, except that then I had to put a hat on and that messed it all up completely, right? But my hair didn't do what I have gotten used to being able to do with it because I didn't have the tools. It wasn't the time, it was the tools. I didn't have the products. I didn't have my diffuser, my fancy diffuser that I've been using. Okay. I didn't have what I needed to be able to do this. I could not follow the same process. So my results had nothing to do with time. They just had to do with not having the tools, not being able to follow the process. Listen to this Acast show ad-free on Amazon Music with your Prime membership or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Now, let's talk about when you are on a frantic deadline, not, you know, we kind of mentioned about the five minutes here, seven minutes there, how that mindset is, is better, okay? But what about when you do have to finish or do have to make huge progress, but you are on a frantic deadline. For example, you're moving, you're getting, you know, this space cleared enough for a a worker to be able to come in. All right. 
That is even more important, always as important, because they're always important to follow the progress and only progress method. Okay. Those are times where it's like, I don't have a choice. I have to frantically pull everything out and do this. It's going to force me. Okay. This deadline that I'm on is going to force me to actually finish this way that everybody else in the world, except Dana, you know, basically tells me to declutter, which is pull everything out of a space. Okay. All right. I've got to, I I don't have time to do the progress and only progress method because when I do, when I've done that slowly in the past, yes, I made real progress and only progress. I never ended up with a bigger mess and it was great, but this time has got to be different because I have so much to do in so little time. Okay. And so there's, again, a temptation to throw the process out the window when in reality, it's even more important. Okay, so this time I am frantically working. I have got to follow the process. Okay. This time I am going to have to finish. But remember, following the process all the way is how you finish. Following the process all the way. If you are doing this, uh, let's say it's for the plumber and you are having to clear out your basement. I don't even have a basement. So y'all just be excited you have a basement, right? But I have to clear out the basement in order for the plumber to be able to get to the water heater. I'm making all this up as someone who's never had a basement, right? Uh, or washer dryer. I think my aunt's washer dryer is in her basement. My grandparents was. Anyway, but there, that is what I have to do here, okay? If you know that he or she is coming in a day and a half, and you took off a day of work so that you could go down there and do this work, the tendency is like, oh, I got to do this. All right, I'm going to make piles, 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 because you don't have to. And yet those piles, you're touching those things anyway, right? Like you are picking something up and moving it. And the reason that you think you have to just throw it into a pile in a different room is that you think, well, I don't have time to make a decision, except that those first three steps are not decisions anyway, right? Like the first step of the decluttering process is just trash. So since I'm going to be picking things up anyway, why not pick up the trash bag and the things that I'm going to move first, because I have to move everything anyway, and I have to do it on this schedule is I'm going to move the trash into the trash bag, right? I'm going to follow that process because now it's actually done, right? Like this cycle of, I don't have time right now. I'm just going to set it aside. I don't have time to do this correctly. Even the no mess method that Dana has taught me, that cycle is the slob cycle, right? Like that is the cycle that I was, why I can't do, I can't do the right thing right now. I've, I don't have a choice. I've just got to do this. And maybe that's true sometimes, but I have found in my own personal experience that so many times where I would have thought I would have assumed I would have argued that there was no other way. In reality, I was wrong. And instead to say, now I know what to do. Kind of like with my crew routine. I know what to, crew routine is so hard to say. I know what to do now. I know that I can just touch this item one time. I can pick it up off the floor or pull it off of the the whatever shelf and stick it straight in the trash bag because I was gonna pick it up and move it to the other room anyway. So 
now I know what to do is stick it in the trash bag. It seems so painfully obvious to those other, but y'all are my people and you know, it's not that obvious to a lot of us, right? Okay. So now I know what to do. Now I know the next thing to do because it's going to immediately improve the space, which has to have these things gone anyway. And then it's going to immediately, you know, give me visual progress, which is going to inspire me to keep going. I am going to look for easy things. Okay. And what in here has an established home? This is my path to my washer and dryer. Okay. What are some things? Well, it's the piles of dirty laundry on the floor. Okay. It is easy to be like, oh, I got to worry about everything else. Guess what? That's easy. Because all I need to do with that is pile it up into the laundry basket. Yes, it's going to teeter. Yes, it could fall. Yes, it's going to be high up there. And yet the minute that I say, this is easy, this is so easy. All I have to do is take these dirty clothes, which are a foot and a half deep covering the floor on the path to the washer. And I just need to stick them into that empty three laundry baskets that are sitting over there. And I'm going to just go ahead and do that right now. That's not stuff shifting. That's where those things actually go, right? We're not going to worry about why they're all over the floor, but I'm going to do that. And when you start thinking of it along those lines of what is easy here, I'm following this process, then it helps you start to identify. So you're not just like making a path through those things where then it kind of like swallows up other random things, you know, but once you do that, then you move to the next. Okay. What anything in here is a duh donation because I might as well, instead of moving it to another room, which is physical effort. Okay. And then someday going, wait a minute, why did I not just get rid of this back when I moved it from that path in front of the washing machine? You know, that's wasted effort. Instead, I might as well just go ahead and stick it in there. And sometimes when you're in a hurry, it will make you go, oh yeah, dead donation. Oh yeah, dead donation. You know, because you don't have the time to question yourself. And you're like, oh yeah, this, my life would be easier if I would just stick this in the donation box than if I had to make real decisions, whatever. And then you're going to find out, oh, I set aside a day and a half and I put trash in a trash bag, moved easy stuff to its already established home, stuck a bunch of stuff in the donate box that had just randomly ended up down here in the basement. And this space actually is a whole lot better. And I still have a lot of time left you know, like I thought this was going to take this much time. And instead I've made huge progress in a short amount of time because I did decision free. I know the process kind of stuff. Right. And then you maybe have time to go, okay, that's right. I do have time to ask myself these questions, but remember the two decluttering questions, you don't even have to ask the second one. If you can answer the first one, if I needed this item, where would I look for it first? And then I take it there right now so that I know that's where it gets to be difficult, right? I'm in a hurry. But the progress that you've made from those first three steps lets you go, oh no, that was worth it. There is nothing I have not, you know, just made life harder for myself in the future. Instead, I have made real progress. I, I, I'm going to follow what she says to do, right? And as I am doing these two, de- two decluttering questions, just remember the whole reason that I came up with the two decluttering questions and you don't even have to ask, answer, ask the second one if you can answer the first one, the whole reason that I came up with that was to be able to make decisions quickly. Why? Because I had so much stuff in my house. I had so much stuff that I was desperate to make 
fast progress. The two decluttering questions are designed to help you make fast, real progress and only progress, no mess method progress immediately. Okay. Because you're making final decisions quickly because you're going on instinct. You are not analyzing, thinking through. You are literally just determining, does this thing to belong in my house? According to the question, if I needed it, where would I look for it first? And then you take it there. You've given it a real home. You've established a home. So in the midst of this, you're taking advantage of this fast process of I've got to clear out this space, whether I had a day and a half because I took a day off of work or whether I'm already exhausted at the end of the day and I came home from work and I'm like, I'm still just going to follow the process because I know it works. I think you're going to be surprised how much progress you can make, right? And sometimes it's that I am exhausted. (sighs) On a day where I had a lot of time, I might've asked myself the decluttering questions about those, but instead, I think I'm just going to call them a dead donation. Yeah, I think I'm going to skip all that and just put it in the donate box. So all of that, or maybe it's a move, you know, and there is that tendency. This was me when I moved before I started this deslobification process, before I came up with my decluttering process, when I moved, I kept thinking, I don't have time right now to make decisions. So I'm going to pack these things in boxes and future me is going to know how to make these decisions. I did not appreciate that when I opened those boxes. It First of all, it was a lot of physical effort and money to get those boxes packed full of stuff that I did not need or did not, was never gonna have a place for, never had the space for, moving all that stuff from one place to the next. And then the physical effort of doing that, you have to touch these things anyway. So it's like, have your trash bag right there, have your donatable donate box right there, and make those decisions. Say, I am only going to put this in the box if I would look for it first in the room that I'm going to label this box with, right? If I would look for it first in the kitchen and I ran across it in the laundry room, I'm going to go ahead and take it there now so that it's packed in that box. Why? Because it has to be done anyway, right? Like it has to be done on one end or the other. And I get that those of us who feel overwhelmed, I, I, I know how it is when you're like, I don't have time for that. I mean, that's, that's like my, that's my default phrase. I don't have time to do that right now. And yet, because I have the experience of all the slow times and all the minimal times and all the like a time here and there where I really made real progress, I know it's worth it. It's totally worth it. And it's not going to take as long as I thought it was going to take. And I'm, you know, even if I can't do that, I've at least not packed up trash and dead donations that would just be in the trash or the donate box in the new house when I got there. Okay. So it's following that same process, whether you have a slow time or whether you have a fast time. With all that, I will say, like I always say, do whatever you want to do right? Like do whatever you want to do, declutter however you want to declutter. As long as stuff is leaving your house, awesome, great. I'm not saying this is the only way to declutter, but I am saying it's the only way that I can guarantee you're going to make progress is if you follow the actual method, whether you're going quickly or whether you're going slowly, whether you have lots of time available or whether you have very limited time available. Okay. I can guarantee if you'll follow this method, you'll make progress 
and only progress. And then I think I had something else profound to say, and it left my brain as I was talking. I'm sorry about that. But just know, if I would have said it, wow. Wow, you would have been amazed. All right. Um, right? I can't think of it. Whatever. Anyway, um, I hope that was helpful. Follow the process. When you think, oh, this is a time to not follow it, I'm just going to say, most likely, it's a time you need to really follow it. Like when you think this is not, no, I've got to throw it out. Try it anyway. Just try it anyway. It, it, it works. Okay. All right. Uh, just a reminder about decluttering coaches. If you need someone to talk you through the process to potentially come into your home or to work with you, um, in, uh, virtually like online, uh, you can find that at declutteringcoaches.com. Those are all my coaches trained in my method. All right. I will talk to y'all later. Bye.